Hey folks, welcome to the Deep Psychology Podcast. I'm Ross. We talk about profound personal development. You can find me on all the major podcasting platforms or head to deep-psychology.com, which is visited by thousands every month. There you'll find tons of free resources. And you can also follow the link in the description for the accompanying article, which has a couple of bonuses that we won't be covering in the podcast today. Just want to say as well that at the end of this episode, we're going to practice a 10-minute guided choiceless awareness meditation. So if you want to do that right now, you can skip ahead to the final 10 minutes. If not, we're going to discuss a little bit of the background behind choiceless awareness, go into detail into the instructions and talk about why we do it as well. So choiceless awareness meditation. So there's two things I want to talk about here. One is choiceless awareness as a state and the other is choiceless awareness as a meditation practice. And they're related, of course, but we're going to talk about the differences and why they're important. Often as well, I see choiceless awareness talked about as kind of an idea or a philosophy or a doctrine. But to me, it's really not a philosophy or a doctrine. It's very immediate. It's a first person state or a first person meditative state. You don't have to believe that it exists necessarily. You just need to do the practice and experience it for yourself. And it's best if you've got some experience in meditation here. Um, it's quite a subtle thing. And it's good if you've done maybe mindfulness and or Vipassana, similar type of meditation before. If you're a beginner, feel free to check out my guided meditation practices on YouTube, those are very much suited to people with no experience. Um, choiceless awareness is a bit subtle and a bit nuanced, so it's good to have experience. Let's start then by talking about choiceless awareness as a state. So on one hand, choiceless awareness is a state of awareness, meaning it's something we can tap into moment to moment, wherever we are. It's not an end point, it's a mode of experience that we can contact if we know what to look for. And as the name suggests, this is a state of no choice. I often call it no choice because it kind of, it clarifies what choiceless awareness means. What, what does it feel like? Well, when I'm in choiceless awareness, what it feels like is the body is relaxed and equanimous, meaning there's no resistance in the body. And this relaxation, the equanimity, it helps your inner and outer experience fluidly appear and disappear, which it naturally tends to. It's just when we have tension in the body, it sort of it blocks things up a little bit. Even if it appears limited or dense, it can still flow and you can see that it's more fluid than you perhaps thought. You let my attention is spontaneously drifting from object to object. So a thought comes up and with that for a few seconds, I feel a sensation in my body. And with that for a few seconds, I see something around me. And with that for a few seconds, and each time I'm fully experiencing the phenomenon for a few seconds while or while it lasts. And I'm not choosing, I'm not directing where my attention's going. It's just, I'm letting it do what it does. We'll get to that in a minute. There's when I'm in this state, there's, a breaking down of the sense of solidity of me being this person that is observing the world around me, a world that's separate from me. 
I can see that myself is just another phenomenon, another thing in the field of awareness, another choice. You could even call it another choice since we're talking about no choice awareness. It also takes me beyond this tendency of, which is an important skill. This is an important skill to have, but it's limiting. The tendency of choosing certain phenomena in my senses, in my visual field, in my body, and what I'm hearing around me, and just excluding the rest, taking those that are interesting to me, that serve me, that are useful to me in some way, and then just blanking out the rest or judging and evaluating the rest in a negative way. It takes me out of that state. And as I said, this is a healthy skill in its own right. We want to get things done in the world when we need to um, handle life situations. It's a good skill to have. We need to be able to discern. But when it becomes your only mode of experiencing the world, it keeps you contracted and it, it sort of hinders contact with the higher states of consciousness, basically, where eventually you realize that everything in your senses is part of one taste. It's part of, it's all part of your immediate direct experience and it. it's part of you, essentially. So that's the state and you don't have to be meditating to be in that state. I'd say that if you are in that state, you are meditating, but you don't need to be in a, on a cushion, you don't need to be in a quiet room somewhere. This is a state of awareness. It's like the state of distraction is a state of awareness. The state of being happy is a state. Choiceless awareness can also be a state, just a mode of experience. Um, how do we get there though? How can we tap into that whenever we want? Practice, meditation practice. So let's talk about the meditation, do some instructions before we actually get into the meditation. Um, if you've done meditation before, this will kind of feel like a natural extension of your previous work, especially if you've been doing concentration work, mindfulness, vipassana, that kind of thing. What we often do in meditation is that we consciously direct and redirect our attention to a particular object of focus. So maybe the breath or the body, our thoughts, the sights and sounds around us or anything else, just a particular thing that we're experiencing. What we do in choiceless awareness and no choice awareness is that we let the object of focus be fluid. In other words, it changes and we let it change spontaneously. We're not deciding where our attention is going. It naturally changes. It spontaneously changes as things come and go in the senses. Choiceless awareness is pretty simple. The first thing you want to do is get into your position. If you've done meditation before, you'll know. If you're not sure, you can go to the accompanying article for this, go down to meditation instructions and you'll find a link to different meditation positions that you can try out. Once you're in a position, you follow the steps for perfect posture, which basically in a nutshell is feeling yourself sitting up nice and straight, but also your weight is going downwards. Your shoulders are nice and low. Everything in the body is nice and loose including your face, your shoulders, your arms, your hands, your legs, and so on. You have your eyes opened or open or closed. It's whatever you want. Once you've done that, you've just got the your posture right. You've got the setup. You want to let your attention freely float throughout the sensory field. So this includes your body and your mind, just absolutely everything you're experiencing. Let your attention float from 
to wherever it wants to go. And then when it rests on a sight or a thought or a sound or a sensation, you run these two steps. What you do is you make it that phenomenon, your momentary object of focus, momentary because we're not staying with it and returning to it over and over again. At least not, at least not, we're not deciding to do that. That might happen spontaneously. This is no choice from awareness, remember. Once you've done that, once you've made it your momentary object to focus, you pour your attention into it. You're trying to perceive it as fully as possible. You're trying to detect things like location, the movement, the intensity, and so on. All the different qualities of the phenomenon that you're experiencing. You stay with that phenomenon for a few seconds and you can either then let your attention float again or you run the cycles with the same phenomenon. But you're trying to relinquish control of the decision. So you just open up again. And if you feel like if your attention goes to the same thing again, then fine. If it goes elsewhere, totally fine. You just work with that next thing. You make it your momentary object of focus. Then you pour your attention into it, bring clarity, trying to perceive it as fully as possible and so on. And of course, with meditation, you're not always going to be able to do this perfectly. It's a practice, it's an exercise. But when you're in choiceless awareness, what it'll feel like is that your attention is floating, then it's resting on something, you're fully experiencing whatever it rests on, and then your attention floats again, and it's, it's off, um, and then it rests on something else. And you just repeat that and repeat that. It's It feels flowing. It feels open, effortless, spontaneous. Even if you're working with unpleasant stuff, even if it goes to an unpleasant emotion that's come up or some discomfort in the body or a troubling thought, for example, it's still got that feeling of flow and open openness and effortlessness to it. And that, I don't want to say that's the goal because that can become, you can grasp for the goal too much. If you get there, know that that is what choiceless awareness is, but make your focus running the steps rather than necessarily trying to get there. Just run the steps. Hopefully the steps will get you there anyway. So in the accompanying art, in the accompanying article for this video, we talk about adding labels. So we can actually label this the sensations as our attention drifts between them. Um, I don't want to do that in this video, but you can do that. You can check out the article for that. And we also cover another choiceless awareness practice, which is even, I would call it, it's called do nothing. The teacher who invented it called it do nothing. Um, I would also call it absolute choiceless awareness because in the choiceless awareness we're talking about without going into too much detail, you can kind of think it as no choice mindfulness. In fact, in the sense that the object of focus is fluid and changing, but we're still exercising control and choice. We're choosing to attend deeply to things. That is still a choice. It's a, it's a choice within the paradigm of mindfulness. Um, the other one we look at in the article is very much, it goes beyond that. It goes beyond even trying to meditate in a certain way. So check that out if you're interested. Right now, we're going to go into the 10 minutes of guided meditation. Okay, so if you're sitting down, I encourage you to have the 
lower back touching the chair with the middle and upper back away from the back of the chair. Sit up nice and tall without straining the body. Very important that you don't strain the body. Bring the shoulders down. Often we have them high up around the ears. Bring them down. Check in with the face. Make sure that everything in the face is nice and loose. Cheeks, lips, jaw, eyes. Have your hands in a comfortable position, looking for symmetry in the arms and hands. Just loosen everything, make sure it feels like your weight is going downwards. We're nice and straight, but we're also restful. We're loose, we're letting our body be supported. We're not trying to strain or support the body ourselves. Okay, so let your attention float throughout everything you're experiencing. And when it lands on something, you make that something, that phenomenon, the temporary object of focus. Then you pour your attention into it. You hold it in attention, pour your attention into it, detect as much as you can about it. Fully experience it, fully drink it in. For a few seconds, and then you open up again. You let your attention float. Try to relinquish control of the decision of the where do I go next. Just let your attention fall wherever it wants to fall. It will spontaneously fall on something, capture something. Again, trying to fully drink in the phenomenon while you're paying attention to it. Really soak in, perceive it as fully as possible. This is the mindfulness part of what we're doing. can have the eyes open as well.
when you're letting your attention float. It can fall on anything. It can fall on sensations in the body, sights around you, sounds around you, thoughts, images in the mind. Everything you're experiencing, everything you perceive as a possible object of focus. That's where the no choice part comes in. We're not choosing what the momentary object, object of focus is. We're just bringing mindfulness to it when it does fall on something. What I would suggest is that you try to establish the rhythm. Spend a few seconds with each phenomenon. This can help you maintain a rhythm, prevent yourself from becoming overwhelmed by everything that you're experiencing. And also fully drink in each individual phenomenon. If you feel like you're in this state of choiceless awareness, just use that as a chance to go deeper, to fully drink in each phenomenon, to fully experience it. If your attention's wandering a lot into thoughts, into the past, into the future, see if you can make those very thoughts the object of focus without directing it, your attention, it will spontaneously fall on those thoughts.
Last couple of minutes, let's make them count. Okay, good work. Feel free to relax the body and we'll come back. So that was the first of our choiceless awareness practices. As I said, I've got another one which can take you even further into choiceless awareness. And it's slightly different, even more subtle in a certain way. You may like to practice this for a week or two every day just to get into the rhythm, to get into the habit, to taste that state of choiceless awareness. It's quite subtle, it takes a bit of practice to relinquish control and also fully experience um, each phenomenon when your attention rests on it. But it's a really powerful meditation practice, especially if you're intermediate, advanced level practitioner. As always, if you like this episode, do subscribe to the podcast for more. I have new episodes every week and also make sure to check out the accompanying article for the the tips on using labels and also the the extra choiceless awareness practice. Thanks for watching and I'll see you soon.